we will go in a delay. Um, so for those who just tune in, uh, welcome to our, our live session of the uh, Mac Edge Sharpening Week 4. Uh, oops, sorry, we, we went into my Facebook. Uh, that's not supposed to happen, but anyways, there's nothing private to, to see there. Um, so what I'm going to do is in one moment, we're going to just, uh, I'm just going to stop there for a while. We are live on Facebook and then we're going to go in. Oh yeah, will, will my, my viewers be able to see? Because I think I have some of my friends coming in through Facebook actually. Yes, they should be able to see it. You provided you got to tag me or you got to add me in or something, right? Uh, I have made it available to public and I will tag you. Okay, great, great. I'm waiting for the live feed to appear actually. It's uh, uh, you know why it didn't appear? Because it was only available to me. Christmas. Okay. So now yeah, you should be able to see it as I just tagged you. We are live. I can see the thing going on right now. Yep, I mean. Okay, I mean, okay. okay great, great. I'm waiting for the live feed. Yeah, I just heard your voice. It's like a yeah, echo, so there'll be a bit of a, a back back delay. But uh, okay. Uh we have couple of guests who is tuning in. Welcome everybody um, to, to this session. Uh, so, we are officially going to start. My name is Jesse. I'm the host of this um, program called uh, the Act Shopping Program. Um, if it's okay, I will just mute a couple of... Uh, uh, just to give you a brief introduction, I'll mute you guys for some of you also. Welcome to the Matt Axe Sharpening Session. Now, this Axe Sharpening Session all came about with during this lockdown. Um, and as you can see, of course, today I have a pleasure to have Ryan Tan, uh, whom I was, uh, whom I got to know uh, back in uni days, back in 2009. And we had studied, uh, we were doing the same uh, course together, which was in quantity surveying. Uh, and that's how I met Ryan. Um, and I had approached him for our Matt uh, Act Sharpening session to come and give a talk about what's the insurance, uh, to talk about, you know, uh, the insurance industry and what are we covered, uh, whether we know about this kind of things. Because too often, a lot of us, we, may, we always tend to look at ourselves, oh, yeah lah, insurance. I know lah, but actually yeah, sometimes we, we, we missed the point. Sometimes we don't, we like, eh, actually how come uh, I'm not covered by this? So I, I approached uh, Ryan about three weeks ago to get him to come and share about his experience about the insurance industry and also to talk us through more about what is this uh, insurance, right? What is it all about? What am I covered to, to give us a deeper understanding about what are we covered and, and getting to explore uh, the topic even deeper so that when we go out, uh, we are aware of what we are covered and what we are not covered. Uh, so just a brief introduction uh, again, sorry. The mat uh, came about was earlier this year in March, uh, actually before March 2020, with, uh, yeah, March 2020, when I decided when we were in the lockdown, I was just saying, 
you know, all of us were in a lockdown and 2020 had our plans all flipped upside down. Whether you are traveling, whether you're what, everything has been flipped upside down. And so work, right? We all, uh, for most of us, we have to work from home. We can't go out and we are restricted. And at one moment, I was thinking, hey, I had this uh, idea that I had learned uh, from my previous organization through my leader. And he was doing this thing called the egg sharpening session. So what is this egg sharpening session uh, all about? Basically, the egg sharpening session, uh, we, we've run now for about 21 weeks already. Uh, this week is 21 weeks. Uh, I've run it with a couple of friends. And what the egg sharpening, what we do is we cover on topics that help us sharpen our skills up. Because too often, you know, when we are stuck at home, sometimes we just want to get our work done. We are just, oh yeah, yeah I need to get this done. Sometimes when we, we don't have, uh, when we don't pause and reflect, sometimes we get burned out. But when we take that time to pause and, and reflect on our work and sharpen up our skills, we, be, we will be more efficient in the work that we do outside. And so that's why I created this uh, mat egg uh, sharpening sessions, which I run weekly every Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Today we start uh, early. Um, that's because I have a live, uh, I have a guest speaker, which is Ryan, but usually we start at 9.30 and we've covered topics, for example, uh, the laws of growth, uh, giving and receiving feedback. Uh, if you would like to, if you guys would like to know about giving and receiving feedback, just give me a thumbs up. I can give you, I can send to Ryan the slides and you guys can have a look at that slide because giving and receiving feedback is so important uh, in, in today's context, especially when uh, we are trying to build a healthy relationship with our colleagues in the workplace. And so that's what I've uh, did. So apart from that topic, we've covered like uh, finding joy in the workplace. Um, how can we um, uh, teamwork? And then we also talk about building connections uh, and, 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 and so on. There's a couple, there's a lot of topics I can't remember because it's been 21 weeks. It's, it's a lot, but along the way, uh, I decided instead of just running just normal sessions, I thought it would be great to have guest speakers to come and share uh, of their experience and how we can uh, support them and how can we learn from each other, uh, especially during this uh, pandemic uh, situation that we're facing right now. So over the last four weeks, I had uh, speakers from, uh, I had a fellow teach from, uh, teach from Malaysia who is a teacher who came and speak and shared his experiences about teaching and all during this time of pandemic. I even had a chiropractor to come on board to share. And I even, in fact, have a volunteer, uh, someone to come and talk about volunteerism. And today uh, is our week four, uh, episode four of our guest speaker, which is none other than Ryan Tanzure, who is coming to, to share his experience from, from his journey. Uh, to, to, to his life, uh, to where he is today. Um, and, and we have a couple more guests because he's coming, but Ryan is... Uh, so, uh, Ryan, thank you for coming on board to come and share um, and to share with us more about, you know, uh, what you do and everything. So, welcome, 
welcome, welcome. And to those tuning in again on Facebook, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on uh, here on Zoom, I welcome you. I do apologize to some of you. This is actually my first time I kind of um, hosting this kind of event. Uh, that's because I've never uh, I'll. I've never done this hosting uh, stuff before, but this is this is uh, the first time that me and my group decided that we're going to run this, and I decided to take that that step of faith to run this, even though uh, I'm not good or have not experienced running a podcast. But this is the first time. But I hope it goes well. But but yeah, I do apologize if I do repeat myself a couple of times. But welcome to all of you uh, because we are live. I would I would still uh, welcome. All our guests who are tuning in uh, for this session. Um, so, without further ado, um, welcome Ryan. Uh, it's great to 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 have you on board. Uh, yeah, tell us. You know, I think uh, before we get into our questions, you know, Ryan and myself we met about a month ago to talk about this, uh, and we had you know almost about three hours uh, having a conversation just to talk about what can we do, what can what what are some of the things that, you know, we are missing out or what can we talk on. And I decided, you know, I, I came aboard with Ryan. I said, hey, Ryan, there's one thing I think I need to to, to reach out to our audience or to, to speak to some of us, uh, uh, to a broader audience who may not know that are we covered, do we know whether we are covered well in our insurance in terms of, you know, uh, whether you are you are you are seeking the right help from the right person, and so that's where I came from that perspective. And Ryan uh, agreed to come on board and share. And so I welcome you again, uh, Ryan. Would you like to just perhaps say a few words to your audience who are tuning in live? I've seen a couple of uh, them coming on on Facebook as well. Would you like to just say a few words? Definitely, bro. Hey, thank. First of all, I really love to thank. Uh, you, thank you to you and also giving me this opportunity to really come onto this platform and share and also inspire people out there, you know, uh, through this tough time as well. As also at the same time to also share more on the importance of uh, insurance nowadays, okay? So yes, uh, Jesse and I, uh, we really knew each other for quite long and uh, the reason why I come on board to this platform is because that uh, I find Jesse's course is very, very meaningful to uh, to reach out more people, to help more people through tough times like this. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate uh, what you just mentioned there. You know, it's, it's, it's about spreading awareness. I think one of the two things that we, we talked, about, uh, talked about when we met was, you know, how can we reach out to people? How can we uh, spread out more awareness, you know, especially in, especially in this topic that we're talking, uh, we're talking about, which is the insurance. Are we aware? What are we covered on? And hence, uh, the title is, you know, are you covered? Do we? And um, for those of you, if you have to leave early tonight and you can't stay on for long, rest assured, don't worry. You can uh, find this uh, podcast session live on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, uh, which will be uploaded sometime this week. Um, and so, Ryan, I think let's talk about, you know, before I go in the question, I think it's quite funny how our journey, uh, how our journey started, you know, we started off, you know, uh, as QS and it's funny, right? 
a lot of times we, we assume that, ah, after QS, you're sure, surely going to be in the QS industry, right? But I think if you look at, uh, look at it today for both of us, I'm not, I did journalism, you did uh, QS, what, where did we end up right now? I'm in marketing and PR, and you are in the insurance industry, which is totally far-fetched from our course that we did. So it's, it's like quite incredible. Like our journey is like, eh? and I was surprised too. It's like, eh, how did you end up in the, in the industry? You know, so we're going to touch a little bit on that. Um, but so I, I guess without further ado, uh, we'll go in for our first session. Uh, we're diving into the, before we go into the main uh, discussion, uh, perhaps you could share a little bit of, uh, about yourself. What do you study? Where do you grow up? Uh, your hobbies? Uh, and some fun fact, uh, fun fact uh, about yourself. And, how, and, and, and secondly, how do you end up in the insurance industry? Because as I mentioned, we all did quantity surveying, right? Uh, and I ended up going into communications and I ended up being in the journalism industry because I found out that there was something I liked. Um, but you stayed on. You stayed on and finished your course in the... You finished your whole thing, right? You finished yeah, your Yeah, yeah. I, I, I completed the course. Yeah, I and completed yet, the one actually. <laughs> and yet yeah. you are now a fully-fledged wealth planner. It's like, how did that go on? So... Yeah, how do you end up in the in the, uh, in the insurance industry and what got you interested in this uh, profession? Yeah. Okay, great. So, all right, let's 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 all start. So, uh, before we all proceed, uh, I just want to check with you all. Uh, let's, do, let's just do a quick sound check. Can everyone hear me? If yes, can you please put a yes in the chat box? I'll put a thumbs up on yeah, your... Yeah, a thumbs up would be great as well. On your, on your screen. All right. Fantastic. Awesome, guys. Okay, so let's all begin. All right, so actually, um, you know, I started off as a QS because uh, my parents wanted me to continue their footstep. My dad was an engineer, a civil engineer. So basically, you know, growing up from a family background of, uh, in the construction, we have to take that footstep. Of course, uh, I did complete the course and I graduated as a QS, a bachelor in QS. So I stayed on in the industry about four years. Uh, in the consultant firm and also in the contractor firm. So after that, uh, you know, one day I just realized that, hey, uh, this thing wasn't really my kind of thing, you know. I don't find that uh, job satisfaction there. And I just felt like um, I, I was searching for a different kind of uh, industries and field to work on, you know, to, to try it out. So, of course, one day I was approached by my aunt, who is currently my unit manager, so she asked me, uh, hey, you know, Ryan, would you like to just give a try? You know, at least you just try, you know, maybe start off as a part-timer. So I was like, you know, being curious and also wanting to explore further in the industry, suddenly I would say, yeah, sure, you know, why not? No harm trying anyway, right? Correct or not, bro? So, so that's where I started my journey. I started off as a part-timer. So about a year and a half, uh, I fully converted into a full-timer. So why the reason I got so interested in this profession or this industry is because uh, of the, you know, this job, the satisfaction and also the, the passion to give people professional advice on how to manage on their financial planning. Because we, as we all know, insurance is actually a part of financial planning, mm. all right? 
So yes, when I, I'm able to give people advice, when people, you know, uh, understand the concept, the ideas of it, and that is how I manage to help them out to plan out their financial planning. And at the same time, of course, uh, things that we wish not to happen, which is unforeseen situation or circumstances that happen. So if things like that were to happen, then the things that we plan out for our clients manage to help them out. So I actually see this uh, as a, a one of the biggest satisfaction that why I maintain and also persevere in this industry. So I think that, you know, imagine you can actually help people at the same time, but you can also make a living. So I think this is really something very interesting and uh, best of all is I'm able to reach out more people and also share the awareness to them. Mm. That's very interesting What, how you got into that. But, you know, let's go a step back a little bit. Okay. Uh, because you did say that you are, you are, it may be, off, this, don't worry, it's not off guard. I'm not catching <laughs> Ryan. By the way, all these, uh, just for everybody's fun fact, I, whatever Ryan had just shared, I didn't know, okay? So, so Ryan was initially like, when we met up, he was just saying, hey, maybe I should tell you what I share. I said, no, I want to be part of the audience when I'm asking the QA because we wanted to make it very real. And I didn't even know that was whatever, what you just mentioned was, was what you, what I, what I was surprised. I'm like, wow, I had to just check, is this Ryan really seriously from QS to that <laughs> and your whole journey quite time to do that? I'm just like, wow, you know? Um, but yeah, let's, let's take it a step back. Uh, what got you into QS actually? Uh, you know, back when we were studying, right? So what got you into QS? So before, uh, for me, I got into QS, how I met Ryan was because after SPM, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I just told my dad, I love maths. And so I entered QS. <laughs> but knowing, right, guys, I, I bet you, those of you who are tuning on FB, you can put in your comments. Uh, on uh, on your you can leave a comment on FB or uh, on the comment section or you can just you know those tuning in on Zoom you can leave uh, your comments on the chat box. But when you go into QS, you need to learn a bit of ad maths. You need to actually not learn a bit. You need to know ad maths. I went <laughs> correct right. I I, yes, I, I yes, ask yes. Ryan. You need to learn ad maths right. <laughs> Yes. I went in there with zero knowledge of ad maths. And you guys must be wondering, what? How do you end up in QS and you got no knowledge of ad maths? See, the difference is you got to know. Uh, so my dad didn't know that in art stream, when you're doing SPM, you don't do ad maths. That's only applicable for the science stream. And I was in the art stream and I said, I love maths. So he, he just said, Okay, I put you in the I, I put you in the QS, so you sure pass. My second, I think it was uh, how do you classify that, Ryan? The, I think it was second second, second semester. Second uh, semester, I think, yes. I totally yes, forgot. Yes. You see, uni days are uh, nine years, almost nine years already, man. Since we right. have, it was second semester. All my subject passed, but the one subject I failed. And guess what it is? Of all subjects, I told my dad I love math. I failed math. And he said, son, why did you fail? How do you fail? And I said, dad, I love maths. But the problem was I didn't do at maths in high school. And that is like, you know, it's like your bogey tail, the bogey in your... And so that's where I, I, I kind of like, no, that's not where I want to be. And then after that, I decided, okay, I'll go to 
um, I do journalism instead. So that was my reason why I ended up in QS. It was because I said I love maths, but my dad, without knowing I didn't do at maths, put me in into a situation which I have zero clue. So yeah, what about your side, Ryan? You know, speaking, how do you end up in QS? Okay, so uh, the story is like that. Uh, actually, my parents were, they are, like I mentioned just now, they are all from the uh, construction industry. So we have construction industry background. So in this case, uh, you know, my parent, my dad wanted me to, you know, take over the, 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 the some, somehow like, you know, take over the, the, the footstep, you know, follow the footstep. So it turned out to be, I, I tried my best, you know, I really did uh, try very hard to understand the things. Uh, you know, some people say, uh, you heard a lot of our friends saying that we can study the smart way or things like that, but I went through the hard way. I put in a lot of effort, you know, trying to really blend myself or make myself able to accept QS. Of course, eventually, going through the hard way, I made it out as a QS. Lah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, and that's how I entered the industry, but it wasn't easy because it... At first, initially, I was actually, uh, my, my dad hoped that I can become an engineer, a civil engineer, but my physics was horrible, okay? It was horrible. Throughout my, I can share with you guys honestly, uh, honestly to all the audience today, uh, I failed my physics throughout my pre-U. I was so damn honest about it. So nothing to be ashamed of because uh, everyone got different sort, different kind of skill sets actually. So not necessary that, you fail in one subject and that is the end of everything. You see? Yeah, so I had to do QS. So my dad was saying, hey, QS is like a better alternative, you know, much more easier than engineer and you're still in the industry. So I say, was like, okay, you know, let's just do it. Lah. So I uh, went through diploma, went through degree. That took me about uh, almost close to four and a half to five years. And yeah, and so I done my QS. I graduated as a bachelor in QS from Taylor's. Okay. Yeah. So that's how we ended up, lah, you know. It's it's quite interesting how it's quite interesting how both you see how both our pathways is, is very unique, how we, we ended up and then we journeyed, you know, at the end, we, we journeyed out into different professions. Uh, would you say um just now you're talking about you know the hardship, you know, when you went through that that hardship. Right? A bit right, of right, right. Um, right. Would you think, uh, you know, it's it's. You think it's a nece necessary for you to go through it? I I I know. I spoke to this uh with a couple of friends whom they said, you know, yeah, sometimes you need to go through the hardship, uh, all this because that's that's where you learn who you truly are. Which 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 I say it's fine, but if you like, for me, I said I shared with them it's. I'm completely zero clueless in at math. And if I continue on, why why would I want to struggle on? Why should I struggle on? I need to. And I think it's so true when you say uh, it, it depends on your skill sets, you know, uh, we have to be good at. So would you, um, now that you have a family, right, Ryan, I think, right. Speaking on that mindset, you know, I, I'm going to put you in a bit of uh, off what, but it's, it's just like a casual chat because, you know, this is uh, for all of, you, all of you tuning in live on Facebook. Uh, this platform is where we can share, be open. And that's where I want to encourage people to be open up. Because sometimes when we open up about, uh, when we open up 
of our failures, that's where we learn the most. And failure is usually not the end. Um, just a short note, I covered this topic about how can we fail forward. Uh, and with Ryan, I met another friend, of course, uh, a couple of weeks ago that when we, if we don't fail along the way, we, that, and, and yeah, if we don't fail along the way and we continue to experience success, if you experience success all the way, great. And if you know how to deal with failure, that's a fantastic asset. But for some of us, when we are experiencing such great success and then suddenly you hit a failure, Sometimes to hit failure earlier on is a good step for us to learn because in future, you know how to deal with failure, right? And so I think, you know, it's uh, back to, to you, Ryan. Um, how would you, you know, what you went through, would you put that through with your kid? Okay. Uh, how is your, your step? Because your, your parents have that, that mindset on you. So it'd be very interesting to... Because newer generation, like us, we are the new generations. And right, so I met right. a couple of friends who are about this age and they have different mindsets for the kids. Of course, they want to put some of their parents' mindset, uh, some of their parents' ground teachings into that. But what, what about you? What do you, you feel like? What do you think your child, uh, you know, when we go through talking about what we, we just spoke, will you do that with your kid? Same. Okay. Uh, first of all, of course, as a parent, you know, we always want to give our kids the best. Definitely. This one, no doubt. But we all know that sometimes when we give our best, it might not be what is best for them because they know what they are pursuing. They know what they want. So instead of uh, asking, giving our best, maybe like following our, our footstep, which is parents' footstep, Rather, we need to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk and also you know, to let them, you know, that at least we understand, like, you know, like, let's say I speak to my daughter, okay? My daughter is still two months old, actually. Yeah. But, well, let's say, let's fast forward to the future. Yeah. I sit down and I, I speak to her. Of course, I would want to listen to her and also understand what is she thinking about and what she wants to do and what is her passion. So, to me, more importantly is, you know, it's not about being very good in academic excellence and things like that rather is what i want is that uh we as long as our kids they come out to the society they contribute to the society maybe uh pursuing what they like or what they are, are passionate about i think that's very good as long as they do not commit crimes or do not do or involve into anything illegal i think that is you know fair enough that is good enough yeah i i don't expect them to be someone very well known or someone top in the society but rather someone that contribute and is a good citizen mm. in the society yeah that, that that is my point of view yeah so i don't expect them to follow my footstep to be honest insurance industry is not easy okay so i don't expect my daughter to follow my footstep of course if she likes it she has the passion in it why not but if she doesn't it's okay i'm i'm, I'm you know i'm open enough i allow her to pursue what she has passion or interest in. Right. Okay. All right. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, that was, you know, that was something that came to my top because, you know, we were talking about how we ended up in the industry and, and stuff. Right. Uh, but, right. But now that we've talked into now, uh, following up on your, uh, you know, you say in insurance industry. So we move on to the next uh, question. And Great. so my question goes like this. What's the process like for one to be a wealth planner? 
how long does it take for you to be an official qualified wealth planner? And perhaps you could share with us your journey. So the reason I asked Ryan this question is everybody has a different journey, different uh, years. So for example, I've uh, had a chiropractor friend who came and shared about her experience. And she said it took her nearly eight years to just, you know, to just about five years, five to six years to really study and, and about another two or three years. So the whole journey to just be qualified took her eight years to be officially qualified as a chiropractor. So perhaps for a wealth planner journey, how, 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 what was the process like for you and how long did it take? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I'll, I'll share on this. So actually, to, be, to, to, you know, to join or to, get, to become a wealth planner in the insurance industry, uh, first of all, we have to enroll for our examination, which is under the Malaysian Insurance Institute. All right, So we have to sit for our exams. So it's, uh, nowadays, uh, no longer paper exam, computerized exam, thanks to, te thanks to technology. Okay, <laughs> So yeah, so you, you sit for the exam, you, you will know the result on, on the same day. At the end of the day, at the end of the test, in fact, you will know the result. So once you've done the test, your result is out, and then you know whether you pass your paper or not. So we have to take two paper, investment in insurance and also in uh, life insurance. So as long as you pass these two papers, you got your result, and then you go back to your desired or designated agency. Right. So you can actually uh, enroll with your agency, your respecting agency. So you enroll there. And then, you know, you fill up some agreements and stuff like that with Prudential or depending on which insurance company you join. And then at the end of the day, your license will be out. So we have to have a valid license to, to go out and do our planning or to meet our clients uh, because we are all trained when we are all professional in this society nowadays. Uh, we are all equipped with knowledge. So in order to maintain our position, we also have to actually... Uh, attend courses, classes, trainings. So we have things like uh, we, known, we know as a CPD hours. So for us, we have to fulfill 30 CPD hours a year. So besides going out there and do our uh, meeting clients, doing the sales and stuff, we also have to fulfill the CPD hours. Because if you, not, you do not meet either one, then it's a bye-bye to you lah. Sorry, what is, uh, if you don't mind, clarify, what's CPD? So people like myself won't know what CPD. I, I probably won't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just myself. I don't know. All but right. what's CPD actually, to be honest? Okay, uh, CPD hours to me, okay. I, I, to be honest, I don't know what's the full name of it. <laughs> but CPD hours is actually like, you know, like, something like credit hours. Like back then when we studied for our courses. Yeah, so we have something like credit hours or they call it competitive uh, hours or something like that, okay? Uh, so we have to get it done. Yeah, so we go trainings and things like that and we get it done. So uh, that's where we actually... Uh, it, but it's good to go training. You get to add knowledge. You get So you can use this knowledge to actually add value to your clients. So definitely, I think training is compulsory. So besides... The 30, hour, 30 hours of CPD hours, we also have to fulfill a minimum requirement in terms of the sales. All right. So if we don't we don't get either one, then we are we are going nowhere. Lah. Basically, we, we are not we won't we will be terminated. Yeah, it's a quite a harsh society though. But yes, that's how we maintain. That's how we keep it. Yeah. So when you were going for classes, um this was uh this was after you okay, so 
uh, after you finish your QS, um, in between mm-hmm. then to your journey to being a wealth planner, you went right. for all these classes, right? Because you said you did part-time for a while. You did yes. part-time, right? I have to take the exam first. Then only I can become, uh, uh, you know, I can only have that license to go out there and uh, reach out to people. Right. So at the same time, during the, the duration, like, you know, after when after we got our license, then we, within the year, we have to fulfill the CPD hours. And so how long was your classes like? How long do you have to go through classes? Actually, every year, we, we have these CPD hours to attend. So the classes depends. Uh, mm-hmm. Back then, when before all this pandemic and all these uh, MCO things that happened, uh, mm-hmm. the classes or the courses, you know, might take maybe three days, depending. It depends on which course you attend. So like for new uh, agents or wealth planner that just came on board, they have to attend a uh, 20 hours training or, or we call it course for the first year. Yeah, there's something they have to fulfill. So that course actually occupied three days. <laughs> like literally from 9am to 7pm, three days. Huh. Yeah, but yes, that's, that's to get us equipped and uh, to, to, to get us well prepared for the, the world out there. And do you, even though when you're qualified now, now that you're still qualified, uh, I mean, now that you're a qualified wealth planner, do you still, you, you guys still go for classes, right? Because I know a couple of friends, they do, uh, I don't know, you have this MDRT or something, or I don't know what you call it. It's, uh, I don't know what you call it for for you guys, but I know mm-hmm. I've seen my friends going for, uh, like, I don't think you call it, uh, classes like you just go there for like refresh your refresh your learning and stuff right is that correct something like mm-hmm. that we, we have uh we also have uh we also have refreshers to attend because uh refreshers are all according to bank negara compliance so we are all uh, uh, uh yeah we are well equipped in that so we have to fulfill all this you know we go for refreshers and things like that so uh right besides that also uh not to forget is also uh yeah, sorry. Yeah, back. So besides the this uh, refresher classes, okay. What you mentioned about MDRT. So MDRT actually, in short, we we call it the uh, million dollar round table. All right. So what is a okay million dollar round table is where someone actually uh, achieve a certain amount of premium they have collected for the company. So MDRT or uh, a million dollar round table or in short MDRT is what every wealth planners or insurance agents out there that want to achieve because only 2% of the people can get MDRT. Mm. So it's very, very rare. It's like very top-notch. It's a recognition. It's very distinctive out there. So it's also to, to show others that uh, how, you know, how your, your, your recognition is there and it gives people a confidence, to give your clients confidence as a reliability. Okay, so um, of course, the title of wealth planner, just to share in short, actually, is not, you know, it's not like the moment you join in, uh, maybe Prudential, okay, because Prudential, we call it wealth planner. In other insurance companies, we call it otherwise, all right? So, for wealth planner, you have to achieve a target or the, uh, of the total premium collectible of 125000 in order to get there to become a wealth planner. So, the moment let's say you step over to the next year, everybody starts from zero again. Mm. And you have to work your way up to get that title again. Yeah, of course, uh, 
thankfully this year, despite the pandemic, I managed to achieve being becoming a wealth planner once again. Yeah, so it was really I'm really grateful and really thankful to my clients that constantly uh, trust in my service and also the advice that I give to them. Yeah, so I really appreciate their support as well. Great, great. I think before we move into the next question, uh, we do have something for you guys to participate, all our audience. But in the meantime, I'm just going to clarify a little bit of what I just mentioned. My chiropractor friend, uh, she, her name, uh, she mentioned, uh, just to clarify my statement, she, she made, she, what she did was it took her five years for her ed, Australian education to learn chiropractor. So uh, I stand corrected there, but I think it took the whole journey about seven years, something like about five years for her Australian education. So just to clarify on that, uh, thank you. Um, we have some comments being made. Uh, Brandon Tan uh, has made uh, has said that that's amazing what you're doing, Ryan. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's crazy, right? Because I think this pandemic has forced us into working in new environments. Um, finding creative ways to try and do our work. Um, and also for some of us, finding ways to try and, you know, sharpen up our skills, you know, like for yourself, Ryan, I think for interest like yourself, you have to find new ways to connect with your people, right? But yeah. at, the end of, at the end of the day, virtually, uh, like you and I, for, for, for the property industry and also like yourself, insurance people, we cannot do everything through virtually because at the end, it's always by the hands, physical, because that's when you, you know, the interaction is there and the work is, is, is done there, I suppose. But, but yeah, I think now we will just move on to the next question. Um, so, in uh, the next question that I'm going to ask you is sometimes, if not most, many people... Uh, especially myself, uh, overlook the importance of knowing uh, your insurance. So, can you share with us uh, of why is it important for us to understand and know the scope of our insurance and what is the important thing we should look out for when it comes to policy of it? The reason I asked Ryan this question is at one point, I'll just give you an example. Um, so, I've, I have this insurance plan that uh, I've, uh, it's a monthly thing I pay. It's about 221 about 221 I took up a package um, in short uh, I won't go full details unless I tell a, a long story uh, and it, it ends up <laughs> overwriting the whole thing but what I did was uh, it, it, I, what happened was I think it was two years ago end of 2017 when I stumbled upon uh, uh, something that caught my eye on one part and there was uh, I, I don't remember what it is but it, it, I but what I remembered was I mislooked it and until I read it, I said, oh my goodness, I should have read it properly. And then I had to get like this new person who is, uh, who is this insurance friend who is, uh, it's an insurance friend of mine who is helping my family, helping out my sister. Actually, it's my sister's friend. So he came and literally sat down with me that day in my house. Uh, this was pre uh, before COVID-19, huh? It was last year. He came down and sat down with me and my mom and he spoke about an hour just to explain to me the whole details about, you know, this is what you sign up for and everything. And I got a better knowledge. Uh, at least I got something out of it because I had at one point at least only know so-so that, okay, insurance is like perhaps, okay, if your car gets damaged, you're covered, your life. But I don't know the full extent, like the whole details. And to me, 
uh, as part of the audience, like all of you are tuning in. Uh, and that's why I didn't ask Ryan on the day when I met him, because I want to experience, for those who also don't know, who are like me, don't know, like to ask Ryan on this, the importance of uh, this question. And that's why I'm asking him these questions uh, together with you guys, so that we can learn together and Ryan can share with us uh, his thoughts and experience. So Ryan, yeah, please, uh, will you, could you share with us why is it important? Of course, bro. I think I think that's one of the main reasons why I'm here, right? <laughs> yes, of course. That's the reason I got you. And that's yes. the, this is the main event. Sorry, guys. Yeah, this is the main <laughs> event. This is the main topic. But yeah, of course, I, I just wanted to just share with the audience that uh, I I didn't want to get the answer from you on the day. I could, but I want to learn it together with all our audience here today. Yeah. Would be great. Definitely. I mean, I love doing sharings. I mean, I love to share uh, knowledge and advice to people. Okay, so I'm going to ask the first question to the crowd. So I hope that you guys can also get involved and also uh, answer the question. Okay, so the first question I would like to ask to everyone on the floor today is, how much coverage do you think is actually enough? So guys, you all can scan the QR code and you all can, you know, answer the question there. So guys, I hope, I hope you guys can get involved. Okay. Yeah, so what we're going to do is, it's a fun interactive. I know some of you all, uh, and I've been an audience before, when people start doing this, sometimes you don't want to say. So in another way to make it more fun, you guys just take your phone, scan this QR code, input your answers, and myself and Ryan, all of us will be able to see the answers that you write out uh, on, the, on the separate screen shortly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on to our questions. Okay, we're going to go, I'm going to stop share a little bit on our screen. Okay, we've stopped share and I'm going to share screen uh, one moment. So, at the meantime, just get your phone, scan. Uh, I hope you all had enough time to scan. Do you all had enough time to scan? Uh, just re, uh, just put, uh, leave a comment if you have not uh, managed to have time to scan the, the, the code. Uh, but if you have, uh, then please let, let us know. Uh, to give us a thumbs up or leave, uh, uh, you know, your emoticons, you know, uh, on whether you've, uh, okay, I've seen, I've seen a couple of answers. Have you all, uh, you all managed to scan for those of, uh, managed to get the barcode? Sorry. Share screen. Okay, we're going to share screen right now. Uh, just to share screen again, uh, Put it up on your, just take your phone, scan the QR code, and then we'll jump into the answers after this. And Ryan uh, can then after that explain further on from this. So we'll give about two minutes, two to three minutes for you all to type out really quick. And then uh, we'll dive in into the question, into the answer. Shall we, shall we take a look at the answers? Yes, we are going to take a look at the answers. Looking forward, I'd like to see. Okay, uh, wow. Okay, I see quite a number of, uh, see quite a number of people say it's okay, it's okay, but I see your answers. One million, five <laughs> times of income, income replacement, 10% of your income, debt cancellation, one million or above three million. 
fascinating. We'll just give a little bit more time for the others to to have uh, to, to 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 figure out because I'm pretty sure there's still more people who who are still answering. We gave about maybe two minutes. Has anyone else uh, not scanned it? Uh, just again, uh, if you're on Zoom, you have not scanned it. Leave a chat. Leave a message on your chat. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, write it on the comments. I see you. Thank you, Eugene. Uh, I saw your message. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, uh, Ryan, what do you think of all this? What, 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 you know, perhaps in the meantime, while we wait for the answers, you know. Okay, I, I think I can share a bit on uh, when it comes to this, how much courage do you think is enough, okay? So actually, honestly speaking, everybody have that different amount of courage that should be covered. So to make it easy for everyone, in future, let's say if you guys uh, going through a policy review or you know you want to check through your coverage whether uh, is it sufficient or not you just have to remember one thing which is the rule of thumb okay so the rule of thumb for your life coverage is definitely 10 times of your annual income all right 10 times of your annual income so let's say example today your annual income is maybe let's say 50,000 okay so at this point of life you actually need 10 times of your annual income, which is 500,000, so that you will leave behind sufficient amount for your family, your loved ones or your dependents for the coming 10 years, all right? Okay, another question, another rule of thumb, which is actually for uh, critical illness, or we call it like uh, one of the answer that income replacement, is actually you need five times of your annual income. Okay, five times of your annual income for critical illness or income replacement. Because, you see, uh, there's a research done in US now when it comes to cancer patients. A severe cancer patient of stage 3 will probably take 5 to 10 years to recover. So that's why you need at least five times of your annual income so that the person who is diagnosed with the critical illness, let's say example cancer, can actually you know, uh, sustain their living throughout this period of years because we all know that once you're done with a serious illness, you are definitely out of your job. Your boss will probably ask you to go and take a long break you know, or yeah, and things like that. So even let's say example, if without insufficient critical illness protection, you know, so if let's say one day you decide to return to work, you you know that you are you are back fit, but do you think that society or your boss will actually, uh, you know, employ or hire you again. Let's say, example, today two person goes into inter goes to the interview yourself. You just recovered from maybe a severe cancer, uh, stage three cancer. You recovered. You felt you feeling good. You know, you want to go and get a job again. And then at the same time, there is another interviewee. He is much more uh, younger, healthier, and fitter. So of course, I believe everyone has the answer that definitely the your boss will hire the younger and fitter guy. So we might be ready, but society might not be ready for us. That's why I, really, uh, I strongly emphasize on this uh, multiplier, which is the rule of thumb. Okay? So in order to, you, besides that, of course, rule of thumb is more on the general basis. Uh, we can actually do precise calculation when it comes to this uh, coverage amount. Well, you can actually sit down with your advisor or your planner to actually work out the exact amount to be covered. Say example, I give a scenario today. Let's say today you are a 
uh, married man, okay, you're, you're, you're 30 years old, like just myself, okay, I put myself in the scenario, I just married, I have a kid, and I got a wife. So I need to know that if something happens to me today, I need to prepare how much money left behind for them so that, you see, my daughter is only two months old. At least I need to leave aside the protection amount of, or courage amount of at least, that can last my family for 20 years. So that is how we actually work out the, the courage amount. So I'm just going to share with you, a tr uh, it's a true story, uh, a past experience of mine. So actually a 50-year-old man that I recently, uh, I did not manage to help him. Like, this was quite a regret. So um, he, it, was, it came from a friend of mine. He did not get his policy reviewed. He has insurance, which is very good. He has the awareness. He has the initiative. But unfortunately, um, the mindset of many out there that just assume that, oh, I, you know, I just got an insurance plan. Okay, good enough. I don't have to do anything to it. But the fact is that you have to have your policy reviewed every two to three years at least. So what happened to this man, this 50 years old man is when, unfortunately, he passed away in the car accident. So what happened that if the family only received 50000 Because why? That policy he got back then, maybe like about 10 years ago, he only had himself covered with 50,000 of life. So I ask everyone today, 50,000 is literally impossible or not enough for one family to sustain, even let's say close to half a year. So that's why I strongly emphasize that policy review must be done. You can sit down with your advisor, you can sit down, sit down with your planner and get it sorted out. And that's why, and that's why uh, I've got Ryan because not because I'm uh, his close friend, but also to support, also to lend support lah, You know, in a way lah. I, I've been in this industry. You know, we we are as much as you know we work, but you know it's also in a way to help spread awareness lah. So yeah, thank you for sharing uh, what you just shared. Uh, hopefully, for those, hopefully that answers some of your questions for those who are tuning in live. If we do have more. Uh, questions on this, uh, you can just leave it further. For those on Zoom, you can leave it on the chat, uh, on, on this chat, on Zoom chat. If you're on Facebook Live tuning, you can leave your comments on this question. Uh, if you want to talk further about coverage, you can leave your comments there and we will, Ryan and I will be able to see it and uh, perhaps we'll take it offline. Ryan can answer you uh, on a separate matter. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ryan, please uh, continue. Would you like to move on? Okay, so I have another question for the crowd to answer as well. Yeah. Okay, so I think this is a, a very common mistake that uh, everyone will actually have a misunderstanding or a misconception. So actually, do you know the difference between medical coverage and critical illness coverage? All right, so I... Uh, fellow audience today, you can drop your answers here. I would like to see the participation. I want to see everyone get involved, get active in this. So it's, uh, so it's basically is this, uh, again, uh, again uh, so it's, do you know the difference between medical co coverage and critical illness coverages? Secondly, uh, just to put it in, in two in one, and do you know what are you covered in your policy? So you can just leave your, uh, your answers in that in the in the chat uh in uh, by scanning this uh, i'll leave this on for about four to about give you about five minutes i think that should be okay hopefully you all have scanned uh, maybe two minutes just to scan this 
and then we will go into the uh, again we'll go into that uh, Mentimeter to review and look at, at uh, what you just answered. So yeah, please go ahead two minutes from now. Right. So I I believe uh, meanwhile um, the rest of the audience, if you have any questions regarding about the first question that I asked or the first question or first section that I explained, you, you can drop them in the chat box or you can actually leave it in the comment box if you're on Facebook Live. Sure. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if any of you so happen to like, oh no, I missed out on Facebook Live and all that, uh, you can just uh, drop us, uh, if you can see on the Facebook feed you have i have tagged ryan there uh you can then you know don't stop him like go and uh, click there and then message him right uh, message him if you have any further question but i'm pretty sure most of you guys are his friends like huh? so if you have further questions just drop him a message there or if you have his number just direct uh, your questions to him and for my fellow audience if you need to ask him some questions i'm more than happy to forward it to him so at the meantime Okay, uh, I hope you guys have all scanned. I'm going now to uh, switch uh, to the other side and we're going to review uh, the answers. Just give me one, one moment while we dive into that. Hopefully, hope you guys, uh, it's not too difficult for you guys. Hopefully, this is a bit in interactive. Ryan and I were just deciding how to make it more exciting uh, and uh, get your involved uh, because you know sometimes being uh, I I'm an audience like you guys before and as I mentioned this is only one time um, uh, this is like the only first time I'm being a host and so I know what's, uh, what's it like to be uh, an audience when you you're like oh no I don't want to talk out loud so Ryan and I decided, hey, let's be more creative and let's have a safe space for people, you know, to, to share. So, okay, we're going to just open it up right now. Uh, hope you guys have scanned. Okay, um, Ryan, I just saw a comment. Uh, maybe you could answer. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I saw it too. I saw it too. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All Facebook. right. Uh, yeah. To Tuan Yen, yes. Uh, okay, would the critical illness update from time to time? Uh, maybe you want to specify a question a bit in terms of update. Uh, what kind of update are you referring to? You're referring to the coverage in terms of early and late stage or, you know, like new coverage coming in. Uh, maybe you can uh, be more specific on that. Yeah, I will be glad to answer your question, your, your question actually. In the mean, thank you, uh, Tuan, Tuan Yen, for, for your question. Uh, meanwhile, uh, as Ryan mentioned, uh, but in the meantime, while, uh, while she perhaps uh, figure out uh, to, to get back to you on that, uh, perhaps we can take a look at the questions, uh, the answers that is being placed out. Um, uh, again, stop me, guys, uh, uh, for those tuning in here and on Facebook, stop me. Or just drop me drop a message if you didn't have time to scan, and I'll go back to that page. Otherwise, I'm just gonna leave it here. Uh, hope you guys have scanned it already. Uh, but if you probably need some a bit time, you can answer. But meanwhile, perhaps uh, Ryan can just uh, continue on based on this couple of answers first. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thanks, uh, Jesse. So actually, uh, speaking of this, uh, yes, I think most of our audience today are not 
quite not too bad, you know. They know the answer pretty well, so <laughs> it's good to see. I mean, it's good to see people are getting the awareness, they understand this. But uh, just let me share with everyone here today that actually, uh, when I go and meet my clients, I mean, I do go for my appointments day to day. So I met some of my clients who actually didn't know the difference when I helped them to do policy review. So I told them, hey, you got medical card, you got medical coverage. You need, and it was lacking of this a uh, critical illness in their policy. So I told them, hey, you need to add up your critical illness coverage. So what my my client replied me was, eh, I thought medical card covers it. Uh, yes, fair enough. Medical card only covers the treatment for the critical illness. But what I'm mentioning here about critical illness coverage is that that um that coverage that sum of money that the insurance company will pay out to you when you're down with a critical illness. Say example, let's just give the common ones in Malaysia, cancer, stroke, and heart attack. Mm. All right. So I got a story to share here, actually. It happened to one of our, one of a friend of mine. He's 60 years old this year. So apparently he went through quite a rough ride, quite a uh, bumpy road. He had um, his heart, surgery, uh, which is basically he done angioplasty. He done twice, uh, you know, the stand. And then also he was about and almost needed to do this uh, bypass surgery. Okay. At the age of 60, uh, it's not easy at all. So uh, what happened was, uh, I, after I spoke to him, I had a good chat with him over coffee and he told me that actually um, he only had a standalone medical card unfortunately because a uh, standalone medical card yes you get your hospitalization uh, covered in terms of the critical illness but lack of this uh, coverage amount that actually will pay out to take care of you when you know when you're down with critical illness which is actually quite a sad uh, in, sad story to hear from my friend unfortunately uh, he had to, you know, continue to work despite having this situation. He has to continue to monitor his business and he has to get hands-on. So, I think if I have met him earlier, if I had spoken to him earlier about this, probably I would have been able to, um, you know, ease his life easier. Yeah, so I hope today that the, the crowd today the audience today really understand the importance of critical illness coverage because it can definitely help you to maintain the lifestyle that you have created for yourself or even for your family without having to go through a downfall in your lifestyle. Great. Great. Uh, it, it, I mean, uh, you know, I think this is, this is what you say is, is really true. You know, it's, it's really important for us to know the difference between these two because it's it's you know i i noticed one of the things is illnesses there's something you know uh that uh, i remember when i was talking with 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 my insurance friend uh, who is doing my coverage and he says certain package doesn't cover certain things so you need to know the difference as well because when you sign it's not necessary you sign for both you know sometimes you're just signing for one package and so i think that's really important to know the difference and through your sharing, I know a bit more of what I'm going to do in my, with uh, when I look through my policy and everything. So yeah, thank, thanks for sharing on that and hopefully for the audience as well. Hopefully Ryan has gave you all something 
uh, insights of, of that. Um, Ryan, perhaps you want to go to the last, the last question that you have, because uh, yeah, the next one, would you like to ask the audience? Uh, let's say before we proceed to the question, I think uh, we, yeah, we have a comment from uh, Tuan Yuan. So she actually meant, uh, she already specified her question. Yeah. So what she was mentioning is that the types of critical illness in different years, saying between year 2000 and year 2020. Of course, uh, because with the increase of all these critical illness happening out there, so insurance companies are very considerate, very thoughtful. They also did survey and they realized that actually critical illness is becoming something very common these days. So let's say back then in year 2000, probably is only covering about 36 types of critical illness. But if you're looking at year 2020, Nowadays, the critical illness coverage can go up to 180 conditions, which has already been tremendously improved. Because we want to make sure that we cover everyone's life aspect, not only just at the late stage. Imagine if today you only got critical illness coverage that covers you. Because you see, uh, everyone has to understand the term or the definition of critical illness coverage, which means that when you are diagnosed with a severely critical illness, all right? must be late stage and things like that. Then only you will receive the payout. But think about it, guys. Sometimes we might not know. We might get diagnosed with maybe an early stage, let's say stage, stage one cancer, early stroke, mouth stroke. Then we won't get paid out because that is an early stage. Are we going to wait and suffer until you get to stage three? Which I think is quite impossible, right? I mean, doesn't make sense. So that's why insurance company come out with this uh, ideas they constantly improve to make sure that despite even we are down with stage one we also get a sum to pay out so at least you can take that money that sum paid out you know take a good break get yourself conditioned back go and get your treatment done and then you come back better so i think it's very crucial when it comes to this i hope i answer your question Tonyuan. hopefully for the rest too i think that was a quite a good question she asked uh, i don't think I would have thought about that as well. So yeah, it's a good, uh, good question to ask. Um, if anybody again, I emphasize if y'all have any questions after this because you know we are moving on. Again, feel free to just drop me or Ryan a message for uh, or for those who don't have Ryan's message, my my audience, you can drop me a message and I, I forward the message uh, the, your questions to him. Okay, and I think we have one more. One more question, which 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 uh which we have to go. Uh, perhaps Ryan, would you like to go to the last one, the next one? Great, of course. Let's have it roll. Oh, is it roll? Uh, it's not rolling yet. <laughs> One second. Oh, 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 read. Sorry. One moment. There was a bit of a issue. My bad. Sorry, guys. See, uh, lost. Okay. The last question uh, from Ryan uh, we have for you guys. So, yeah. This is a common one. This is a common one. I, I seriously, you know, a lot of people do not know. <laughs> So yes, that's why I'm asking the audience today. I want you all to on, on, answer me honestly. Okay, so that we, I can be able to explain further why you need to know. 
Okay. So guys, get your phone, scan the QR code, and we hope to see your answer shortly. We'll just leave this up for two to three minutes because I know when this is being broadcast to the Facebook, it's a bit of a delay on Facebook, there's slight delay. So we'll just give a little bit of timing. But but while while they are gonna scan and answer, uh Ryan, how about yourself before coming to insurance? Did your parents I'm gonna reverse the question back on you this one. Come on, come on, yes, bring, you, bring it over. You know whether the policy you gotten, uh, well, did, did your parents got you into it? Like, you know, was it, you know, gotten by your parents? I'm going to put it back to you while they answer, while okay. the audience answer. So how about your side? Yeah, <laughs> from you. Okay, great. I, I, I mean, it's good. I, I want to share my experience. So, okay, back then, uh, before I even stepped into this industry, I did not know a single thing about insurance, Okay. When people told me about insurance, I only thought about it like a sales or MLM or something like that. But coming to understand it actually, then you will find it actually it is something very important, something that we need to know because insurance is like our plan B in our life. So um, back to my story. So back then actually I didn't know a single thing. I thought I had medical coverage and I even thought, I even assumed that okay, la, I got my company to cover me. I don't need to get insurance. I don't need to get my personal medical coverage and things like that. Yeah. Actually, all those are all the wrong thoughts. Okay, because um, our company, they don't cover us with high coverage. Let's say, example, if you today you are an executive, the the company won't provide you much coverage unless you are a CEO, director, or maybe managing director. Perhaps the coverage will be sufficient. But I I actually just share a personal experience. I did uh, quite a lot of policy reviews. So I did for one of these young men, the age 23, he told me that uh, I got my I got my company cover me, la, so no need, la, why need? I said, okay, fine enough. You go and ask your HR department, then you come and tell me whether enough or not. So at the end of the day, he went and asked and he came back and he tell me, hey Ryan, shit, la, seriously, it's only 20,000 a year. So let me ask everyone today, what can 20,000 do for you? 20,000 is just probably barely en enough to cover maybe what, appendicitis? Uh, surgery or maybe even dengue. Dengue could even exceed depending on which hospital you admit. Mm. So, 20,000 won't be enough to cover if let's say a major illness or a serious injury, let's say due to a car crash or something, happens on you. You might need more than that. That's why I, I, I strongly emphasize that uh, to all the audience here today that you all should really look into a personal medical coverage today if you don't have one. If you have one, Fantastic. But please look into the coverage amount because why? Medical inflation is just going up every year, 13 to 15%. So this is a research being done by the, uh, and it's also up in the Star new, newspaper. So get your coverage amount reviewed. Correct. Correct. I think, you know, staying in hospital, I, I noticed when, uh, when, couple of my friends, you know, just stay open two nights, right, in hospital because they have some sort of what, uh, the bill is so expensive and if you don't have coverage on your insurance, wow, how can you fuck up that kind of money, right? And it, it is quite, it, it is really costly uh, to do that. Um, right, let's let's go and see what they, they've answered. Hopefully, this was long enough for them while, while I had asked you this question uh, back at yourself, you know, while they had time to scan and answer. So, 
I'm gonna just go to the next one. Meanwhile, just give me a few seconds while I get that on. Uh, I hope some of this, uh, you know, what Ryan has shared, I find it like I, as much as uh, I'm learning as well, new things today as well. So I, I didn't know all of this again. For those who just, uh, who are tuning in now, I don't, uh, what Ryan is sharing is all fresh, even though I've met him a couple of times uh, uh, already. Uh, so far, okay. Most of them, okay, quite a lot. Okay, I'm going to share, present. Yes, have it up, have it up. Show it up, show it up. I'm going to show it up right now. So, we are going to put it up. It's interesting. Okay, so this is the, uh, well, majority of them, well, so far I've noticed is three have answered, uh, but maybe it could have been more. But the big answer is yes. Okay, um, that's the that's the good news. I mean, as long as you guys know what you really have, but I believe that uh, we have some shy audience here today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, but I, I really uh, appreciate those uh, audience uh, that actually participate in this. Okay, so uh, let me just share with you. Uh, okay, because you see, uh, what is an enforced policy? An enforced policy is where your policy is actually active and it can actually serve the purpose to cover you when you needed the coverage most or maybe you needed the money the most, right? So let me just share you a story, okay? It's one, it happened on one of my clients and I felt that heart pain, that, that moment, you know, when I felt that I couldn't help the family. Okay, so this is a client of mine. Uh, he's a young boy. Uh, currently age 22. So actually, he took up the insurance from me because he, re he realized the importance of it. So he has a family member, uh, of course, a dad, a mom, and himself, and a sister. Okay. So they are not very well off family. They just managed to sustain and, you know, just managed to cover their, their lifestyle, their expenses. So they are not very well off. So one day, uh, my client's dad actually went to see the clinic, to the doctor, you know, to, to get uh, to get consultation because he wasn't feeling very well. He had fever. So after seeing the doctor taking medications, he went home, all right? As usual, you know, we take medication, we go home, we rest. What happened that shocked me and my client himself that was three days after taking the medication, my client's dad passed away. Just passed away not knowing what reason, okay? So, of course, passing away, uh, the you know, the family had to do all the, the, the funeral uh, planning and all these things, you know, get the things done. And well, while my friend, my client, which is actually my friend, was actually running through the remainings of his dad, the documents and all these things, they found a policy, okay? An insurance policy. So, they were very, very happy. They were like, wow, there's an insurance policy. Maybe, you know, we can go and claim for the life coverage, which is death, to go and proceed with a death claim. So I asked, uh, you know, I went along with them and uh, it was coincidentally also a prudential policy. Okay. So what happened was actually my client went and uh, we went to the customer service. We proceeded with the claim. We, made, we showed them the policy. We even took the death cert there, you know, to prove Unfortunately, what the customer service told us was, oh, I'm so sorry, your 
your debt's policy actually lapsed already for more than 10 years. So what is a lapse policy? A lapse policy means that the policy is no longer active anymore. So imagine my, my client and they, you know, his mom depended on his income and he only just started work like about a year, earning about close to 3000 a year. So when the family needed that money the most, what happened was when they heard this news, this devastating news, that policy couldn't help them. I was there. I witnessed this situation and I felt really helpless. I was like, hey, why didn't I help him? Or why didn't I offer to help him to review his whole family's insurance policy to make sure that everything is working? If only I could have done that earlier for him, probably they would have a sum of money to sustain their living today or to even maintain the lifestyle that my clients that has uh, built for them. Yeah, so this is the story that and the experience that I went through. And I really urge the audience today to really, really make sure that your courage is up to date and it is in force. Great. Wow, what, what a sharing, uh, Ryan. And uh, we are coming, you know, we're going to go into probably one of the last questions for tonight. But I think, you know, your sharing has been really... Um, really really great and and i think there's so much the insurance industry there's so much for you to talk about but there's only so much we can talk uh, you can share because if you did share the whole thing you probably take a whole day seminar i suppose right because it's a lot right um but i probably didn't put the question in here but just uh, this should be easy for you to answer okay um, there's a lot of there's different aspects of uh, insurance that you're, you're being covered, right? Are you well-versed in all or are you, are you, are you uh, specializing in a few only? Okay, I'll uh, answer this quickly, lah, briefly yeah. as well. Uh, when, when we are all well-planners or even qualified or quality insurance agents in the industry, we have to be well-equipped on all aspects. Wow. Yes, we have to know each different courage. How can it help our client's life? How can it be, uh, you know, how can we complete their backup plan or their contingency plan? We need to have this knowledge to advise them. If Because if today we don't have this knowledge to advise them, who can advise them at the end of the day? Mm. Mm. Okay. Anyways, wow. Thanks for sharing that because I know there's, there's insurance, you know, as I mentioned, it's a lot of things that, you know, you cover, uh, you know, but only today, um, Ryan is talking on a few important things that we need to know. But if you'd like to know more, again, uh, I think if we want to cover it, we have to be, it have to be in a, a few various segments in order for you to talk uh, on the full thing, right? On the full insurance thing. But... Coming to the last question, and this is usually how I ask my other guest speakers, and it's the same, but you know, every industry goes through different challenges. And so what are the challenges that you face, especially during this time of the pandemic? And how do you prepare for that? And any advice you'd like to share with us uh, in, in, in enduring this pandemic, you know, like any advice, whether it's from your insurance side or whether as 
you yourself coming from you yourself, Ryan, that uh, helped you to endure during this pandemic to stay positive. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll share on this. I think basically when everyone had you know received the news that the pandemic, uh, you know, our country when we officially had the first MCO, which is I think on 18th of March, early this year, I think everyone was lost. Everyone was devastated. Everyone have no idea what can we do. You know, like, like I'll, let's just put myself uh, as for our industry, the insurance industry. Mm. You know that in the insurance industry, we depended a lot on meeting face-to-face yeah. where we meet sit down with our clients and we plan it through with them. Unfortunately, uh, this pandemic definitely gave us an impact at the start when we were really lost. We don't know what can we do. When you know, when we cannot even step out the door and meet our clients, what can we do? So fortunately, the company actually came up with various initiatives, came up with various uh, alternatives such as uh, online remote. Uh, we can help clients to actually uh, help them to improve their insurance coverage via online platform. And we can actually meet our clients via Zoom. I think Zoom came the right time actually. So Zoom helped us a lot despite not getting that human touch that we wanted to give to our clients, but at least we can see them face to face. Right? So uh, fortunately, we, our industry, we have to learn how to adapt quickly to the situation. We, learn, we need to learn how to strive and come out stronger than the rest so that you know, we are able to go out there and help more people to get the suitable coverage they have lack of. Okay? So, um, so that's why after that, you know, when things got better, when the RMCO came in, uh, we started to go back out and we started to meet people back again. Of course, rest assured, we all follow SOP. Okay, we have masks on, we constantly sanitize our hands to make sure that we also give our clients an assurance that we are COVID-free. All right, so that is, so what are the, the values that I can share over is during this period, you know, we can, we can actually have two choices. Okay, we can have two choices. Number one, when the MCO kicked in, we can either choose to be lost, accept that MCO is here and we just do nothing, or we can actually choose to find our way out, to find alternative solution, to work our things out. Because it's fair, okay? I, I you know, not, not, not standing from any religious point of view, but God is fair, all right? As long as you put your effort in, they see your effort and things will happen. So choose to persevere it. I, I really kept trying, you know, despite, yes, uh, my, a lot of my clients actually had difficulties uh, in terms of maybe to increase their courage during that uh, such critical time. It's because I believe a lot of people here know that the, their income has been affected and things like that, you know. So it was tough, but never give up. Never keep trying. Just keep doing it. Because we all know that as long as we persevere, we can definitely come out stronger than before. So that is how uh, myself, uh, how I actually persevered, how I just kept doing and I came out from the situation. Yeah, rather than just 
sitting down, accepting the fact that COVID hit me and I do nothing. All right. Because life has to go on eventually. We have to make our ends meet. We need to, you know, even uh, sustain our family. We need to feed our family. So we have to come up with solutions. All right. So we learn to adapt and come out stronger from that. All right. Wow. Uh, just for our audience, uh, this was something, uh, okay, apart from the rest of the questions that I didn't know, this question was something that the first start when I met Ryan about maybe a month ago or a month ago, and we talked about this and we said, you know, look, you know, during this pandemic season, during this time, um, yes, life has to go on. Um, and let's be all honest, we're going to be very open Death is inevitable. It's the way, how are we going to choose to die? You want to die by not doing anything at home? Or, you know, like, like I'm not, sorry, correct me, am I wrong? Um, do we not do anything and die because of, the, because of the pandemic causing us not to do anything? Thus, then our, everything dropped, right? And I think I shared something with Ryan. Or, you know, we can go out and do something. Right? or make the full use of this, find new ways how we can, uh, how we can you know, uh, do business outside, create new avenues, create new ways. I think uh, my, what I shared with Ryan the other time with, with, with another friend is, uh, is this. A lot of us are fearing uh, for our lives of pandemic. And I think, let's, let's put this into perspective. I think I shared with Ryan and, and, and our friend, uh, who, uh, another friend of ours, I just said like this, a lot of times the COVID-19, they, they keep on saying, oh, if you have cough, la, you have dengue, la, you have cough, you have headache, it's a sign of COVID-19. Then, I told, then uh, this was something we talked. Then on following up on this question, which I didn't tell Ryan, so I met another friend the other day and I thought about it and I asked my friend, dude, if you're fearing, if you've got cough and you fear, right, over the last 10 years, we've been coughing, we've been having fever, we have been stomach ache. Has, have our last 10 years been living in COVID-19 and have we been, uh, have we been living a lie? Because now COVID-19, they say if you have cough, it's a sign of COVID-19. Isn't that true, Ryan? I think that's what they, that's what they say. If you have a bit of uh, uh, cough or you have what? COVID-19. I'm like, dude, I told my other friend, then the last 10 years, you've been we all been living a lie, COVID-19. So, I mean, I'm not telling you guys to like be negligent, but also don't fear it too much until it drives you not to do anything. I, I, that's, my, that's my take of how I look at this uh, pandemic lah, my, 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 from my side of things. Ryan, anything, anything for you to add on what we just, uh, what I just shared, or anything further to add, or if anybody uh, would like to add in or, or like to say anything, you know, uh, if not, you know, uh, yeah, Ryan, anything that you'd like to add? Yeah. Actually, I also look into this matter, and I think mm. sometimes, yes, this we all know COVID nineteen is uh, a pretty little uh, virus. I mean, little, little in a way, okay? Yeah, it's quite a fatal virus. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people magnify it too, you know, mm. magnify it a lot. People forgot about other kind of illness that happens around us. People forgot about dengue. You know, dengue, the death rate of dengue is way higher than COVID. But people forgot about dengue. People took dengue like 
like a child's play. Mm. And what about other critical illnesses? Cancer. That was the thing that was actually still more major and more serious, you know. Talking about cancer, that's like one out of four people will get cancer, you know. And But people forgot about that. People go and look at COVID. Because COVID is like such a new thing, such a happening thing out there. And then we forget about those things. But well, while those things are the major ones that we should actually be more aware of. Mm. You see? But of course, like what uh, Jesse has mentioned, we should not be... We all should not be. We all should not neglect COVID nineteen. Of course, we have to still practice the SOP. Mm. Right? I think. I think even death on the car, car, car accidents on the road. You know, I, I'm just saying, my dad and all were just saying, death on the road is more so more on than 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 COVID nineteen. Well, technically, what he says there is true facts into that lah. But if you accumulate in maybe this year, like the rates right now. It's different, but what he did say in overall death on the road is still far higher than COVID-19. So, you're right. I think sometimes we just magnify the problem until it strictens us into fear, into this thing that, oh no, I cannot do this, cannot go out, must be at home. No, it's not that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, um, guys, that's uh, actually the wrap to our Q&A session with Ryan and Ryan thank you so much for your time bro for coming on to share um, thank you thank on, you on guys an thank you for here. tuning in all of you the friends uh, you can still replay this on uh, on your Facebook live uh, once this session is, uh, is over you can check it out on on our page you can share it it'll be on if not you can listen to it on Spotify and and our Apple podcast. Uh, but just a few, two things for you audience who stayed on faithfully. We have something really exciting to, to, to share with you guys. And that's a giveaway that we're going to have for two lucky winners here. Uh, that will be selected by Ryan and myself. Uh, but before that, uh, I'd like to share with you guys. This is not the last time that I'm going to see, uh, we are all going to see Ryan. If you'd like to catch uh, Ryan again, we are going to, oh, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention, you can, uh, if you see the QR code below on your screen here on this page, that's actually a full profile of, uh, perhaps Ryan, would you like to explain uh, that, what's the QR code for them if they scan? Okay, great. Uh, because I know that maybe some of the audience here do not know me well enough or maybe uh, know me throughout, okay, or know me thoroughly. So I actually have a QR code being placed there so that you can actually scan your QR code and you know you can go through my profile and get to understand me better. So I hope in future, if let's say you need any uh, assistance or you need any consultation or you need just someone to talk to, you're always free to look for me. Great, great. Actually, somebody just asked really quickly, I think it's the last question, just came in, I think you did see it. Did you have, I think, okay, don't mind the English. Uh, I think he's asking whether are you covering the new COVID-19. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is actually one of the, I think this is one of the hot questions that uh, has been questioned and being asked by everyone during this question. Uh, MCO period, okay? So actually COVID-19, we, okay, how, to, how do I picture or how do I position it uh? We don't cover in terms of the, the test. But the test, you can actually claim it 
from the uh, Life Insurance Institute, uh, Life Insurance uh, Association Malaysia. You can go and claim it there. Like you do your COVID test and all those things. Because now, as we all know, uh, private hospitals don't actually uh, accept COVID patients. Even if today you go to the hospital, in private hospital, and you get your COVID test done. If let's say, uh, unfortunately, if let's say you're already diagnosed with positive COVID-19, you will be transferred to the respective government hospital. Say example, maybe uh, Sungai Bolo, Sedang, uh, even uh, University Malaya. Yes, you will be there for sure. So private hospitals don't accept COVID at the moment. But if in terms of talking about covering COVID-19, we cover, of course, Prudential back then had, or not only Prudential, various insurance companies out there, okay, are all offering free COVID-19 coverage. Of course, provided that you have to take up their, maybe you download their apps or things like that. Mm -hmm. So that was something that the, com the insurance company are giving back to people like a CSR project. So, uh, yeah, I hope that I answer your question, uh, Mr. Uh, Loyongwai. Yeah, so I hope your question has been answered. Hey, yeah, I think that's that's all. I didn't miss any comments here. But anyways, thanks again, Ryan, for, you know, uh, coming on board to share. And I hope everybody learned something new as I did. I learned quite a number of new things, Ryan, from, from your sharing. Um, you. But this is not the end of Ryan again. You you want to hear his voice more, you can tune in on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. No, lah, it's for good learning. But if not, we have another live session that uh, is going to happen on the 21st of December. And these are all the guest speakers that uh, I've so far gathered. A few of them have yet to come and speak. Some of them will be speaking on their own sharing, perhaps on the uh, uh, date, another another time from this. But next week, I'm... Uh, but yeah, on the 21st, these are the couple of guest speakers who will be joining me for a roundtable conversation. And why is that so? Uh, the reason I've got these speakers to come about is uh, we want to learn from one another and how can we support each other from different industries and how can we learn from one another. I think it's very interesting. We have someone from uh, Teach from Malaysia. We have again the chiropractor, a friend of mine uh, I've known for couple of years all these all of these are friends that i know a couple of years i have uh, somebody from the volunteering uh side from the volunteering perspective and industry then of course you have yours truly ryan from the prudential and my next week's guest speaker who is going to be speaking next week uh, she's tuning she's in here she's actually watching this live as well on our zoom She's going to be uh, speaking about her startup business, which is next uh, Monday at 9 o'clock as well. And it's a business uh, she started on her own called Shackle Wackle. Uh, and my other speakers are Ars Suban, who is a child psychologist. Uh, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he did mention he's the first child psychologist in Malaysia. Is that correct? Uh, uh, he actually is the pioneer to have this uh, assessment the pioneer to have this assessment to actually uh, able to ev evaluate one what are the child's behavior. Right. Yeah. Dif it's going to be different from others, actually. Right. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. So, Ryan was the one who introduced me to Asuban, who is one of his uh, friends. And when I met up 
that is really interesting. And the topic that uh, we still haven't firmed up the date yet, but it'll be a very interesting topic because we're going to talk about psychology in today's pandemic and how, you know, for kids, especially kids going through this, uh, you know, time and, and we're going to cover various segments. It's going to be uh, in a couple of segments. And last but not least, of course, a friend of mine as well, Nicholas uh, Alfonso Pereira, who is based in Penang now. He used to be from here, but he's moved on to Penang to start up his own uh, um, uh, business called Woodsman's Makerspace, where he uh, teaches uh, you to how to to make build your own stuff, uh, teach you how to you know DIY, build your own chairs, build your own you know house and stuff. So he he started a um, uh, a business over there in Penang. I think it's been yeah, it's been a while now, a year plus or, or a year more. Um, but so that's that on the 21st and we will see Ryan there and perhaps the conversation will be more interesting where we have a roundtable conversation with all our guest speakers. And of course, last but not least, we have giveaways for those of you who are tuning in. So myself and Ryan will be picking, uh, we'll be selecting a couple of uh, the audience uh, audiences here who are, who are here today. Um, I'm just going to need to just do one, a few things at the moment. Uh, we're going to just capture a bit of the, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're going to randomly pick uh, a, a lucky winner who tune in with us. And then uh, if it's Ryan's friend uh, that he's picked, he will message you personally. If it's for my audience, I'll message you guys personally of the lucky winner. Um, but until then, uh, We'll see you guys and thank you all for tuning in. Those on Facebook tuning in, thank you for coming in. And if you like to tune in on the 21st, the link will be the same link that Ryan has sent to you. We'll be using that link for the 21st December. Uh, if you'd like to tune in for our other guest speakers like next week, you can also use the same link to tune in. Uh, until then, uh, that's uh, goodbye to all of my Facebook friends. We're going to end our session now. And uh, thank you to everybody. And thank you once again, Ryan, for uh, coming uh, on board to share. It's, uh, it's a great honor and a pleasure to have you on board. So thank you, everybody. And uh, good night. We'll see you guys. Take care. Thank you, Jesse. And everyone have a great night. I hope you all learn something, pick something, one or two, you know, pick one or two things to go back today. And yes, I hope to see you all again on 21st of December. All right, good night, everyone. Thank you, everyone.